Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. I am joined by SGPN's finest today, Justin Bruni. How are we doing this morning? Doing good, sir. Doing good, sir. Happy Sunday. How are you? I'm living the dream where I'm I've, uh, in restaurant week right now in Colorado, which is, uh, I don't, it's this crazy time of year where people just go out to eat for 10 days straight. You know, it's awesome. a little discount of restaurant. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome for everybody. I'm getting my butt kicked and just, you know, just running around like with a chicken with is my head like, caught off at night. Is this like a statewide holiday? It's like a made, it's like Valentine's day. You know what I mean? It's like really? just something made up that they did, you know, right. restaurants, you know, get a bunch of buddy, people come out to eat, but the I point like being it. that. There's people that go to a different restaurant every night for 10 days straight. And I'm a bartender, if you know, if this is your first time maybe listening. And man, it has been tough on me, you know. So I, I have, uh, you know, six six day work weeks this week. So I am, you know, like I always say on this podcast, but especially today, I'm feeling extra fresh. So are you, ready uh, to are you participating home. as a as a patron? Are you, are you getting your rounds in? I this is my only day off in the 10 day stretch of restaurant week, and I will oh. be getting back to it for seven days starting tomorrow. So, oh, yeah. And, you you know, you were even asking me, you know, this is it, it would have been a better time to message you instead of answering you in the podcast. But unfortunately, I will be working tomorrow night and won't be able to do that underdog draft. I, 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 I thought Mondays were open. I guess it's a different I know, time just, right now. just this just this week. But yes, right, unfortunately, right. But. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> With that, I just want to before we dive in, I just want to give a quick shout out to WinBet. The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Anime Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T, state restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the College Basketball Experience. March, March Madness is heating up, and, it, and and you need to subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. It's awesome, baby. You see, I I think they were expecting me to do a Dick Vitale awesome baby there. I, it's awesome, I, baby. Yeah, I, I can't do that. I, that that, that yeah. is expecting too much from me on these ad reads, everybody. I, <laughs> that's awesome. But you gotta, uh, yes. you gotta bring out your inner Gus Johnson. I can't do that. I've, I've, I, you know, I listened to a lot of Dick Vitale too. I'm a Kansas Jayhawk fan. I grew up about okay. 20 minutes away from Lawrence, so. I, even though I went to see you, big Jayhawk fan, so I'll be rooting for them, even though they got their butts kicked yesterday by Texas. So we will see what happens there. But we also, with that, we, we let's get into some uh, NFL Combine stuff. This is what the big news is of the week. Uh, you know, this is what the the, uh, the dynasty analysts and everybody freaks out about all year. This is the time to overreact. Anthony Richardson, you know, my goodness, is he is he the quarterback one in dynasty? You know, that's the type of overreactions we're looking for today. Um, so. With that, we will dive into some of the winners. I, you know, we were going to talk about some winners and losers today. And the first name I had up here is Bryce Young. And I had him as a winner today because he, he did. It. You know what I mean? He avoided disaster. He cleared the 5'10 hurdle, you know, right. He got right about in line with Kyler Murray's size. Not anywhere near the athlete that Kyler Murray is or the arm strength, really. But he also got over 200 pounds. Now, that seems to be a lot of fake, you know, kind of packing on burgers before the uh, combine started. Probably right, right, more right. naturally at 185 or 190, but I did, you know, he avoided disaster to, to weigh in below 200 pounds or have a height below 510. That would have cratered his dynasty value. I am, I am, he's my quarterback too behind Stroud right now. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm succumbing to the hype and, you know, I don't, I, I don't have him as my quarterback three behind Anthony Richardson yet, but draft, if Anthony Richardson goes top 10, I will have him ahead of Bryce Young likely. I just, Bryce Young is just, it's such an outlier prospect in my opinion. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts, Jess, you know, 
I've heard the comparison, you know, I was listening to Matt Kelly this week, the comparison of Baker Mayfield, you know, just, uh, you know, he's a lot, he's a lot more, you know, I think he's a lot more prolific passer, but Mm -hmm. the size is a big concern. So I just wanted to hear some of your thoughts. Well, I think it's going to be tough when you have like, you know, CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson bookending you, you know, like in your draft stock. Right. So you, you go like big guy, little guy, big guy. Right. You know, and man, Richardson looks so damn good. He looked like a pure athlete. Mm-hmm. I think Bryce Young is just going to hold, you know, pretty consistently where he's at right now with his draft stock. I don't think there's going to be anything that's really going to drastically move him up or down. If anything, you might see an NFL team prioritize maybe Richardson over him. Maybe Will Levis at like, you know, a, kind of like a, you know, you know, someone that's really going deep into the scouting, I guess. But I don't, I couldn't see him falling any farther than that, uh, like outside of the top four by any means. Um, I mean, what did, did he didn't participate in anything, did he? I uh, know, yeah, he he weighed himself, he got his height, yeah, that's it, and he was out. He did not want to look, he did not want to stand next to Stroud and Richardson out there, I don't think. Smart, and, and Levis did the same thing, yeah, a smart, smart guy. I, I get it. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, we'll get to Levis here soon. I, th- I thought he was looking pretty good, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, the inaction of him yesterday is just going to keep him very steady where he's at, you know, as far as like, you know, startup drafts and things like that. And your rookie drafts, I don't think he's going to, you know, budge one way or the other drastically, if, if that makes any sense. And I don't know if it again, like because you didn't really see anything out of him, you know, more um accuracy from inaction will will say you know you're just kind of rounding out like you'd said the weight the frame the interview process there really isn't that much to take from him so again at this point i don't think he's going to be moving up or down the board drastically uh you know like i said it, the most i could see him falling is maybe a couple of spots you know it, uh, you know i know we're still evaluating but you know is he, is he your quarterback one at this point because i'm just you know it's just such no. an outlier you know, cj stroud things, or bryce young or you know i have stroud ahead I have Stroud. Yeah, I have Stroud would be my number one for sure. He did everything right yesterday. He was looking absolutely amazing. And he was just that guy. Like he, he, you know, uh, uh, essentially kept himself in the, in the lead without any blemishes whatsoever. You know, yesterday, everything went well for him. He's going to stay up there. If anything, you know, Stroud's performance, you know, probably pressurizes the Texans and the Colts more so to try and make that move up to the number one spot. Agreed. I, 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 I agree with that. And, you know, there's just no, you know, I was reading stuff this week, you know, that the Colts can't let uh, the Houston Texans get Bryce Young. And that seems like a little silly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would be begging. I'd be begging for the first the, the first pick to take Bryce Young if I was another team because it's just such an outlier. There's no player. Like, I was looking at player comps. Like, Doug Flutie is, like, the only player that's ever, like, existed at his size. You know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. been, like, a, a remotely successful NFL quarterback. Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray are a lot, you know, a lot better athletes, especially Russell Wilson earlier. They might be comparable now, but but Russell Wilson earlier in his career, a lot more dynamic athlete. Kyler Murray ha- is a lot thicker, has a lot more arm strength to him, a lot more dynamic athlete. It's just we're asking Bryce Young to be a like, you know, to be a elite fantasy, to be a fantasy quarterback, you know, especially in a single quarterback league, you know, you're looking for the top 12 quarterbacks. If you don't have any rushing upside, which, you know, he has has a he's mobile, but he doesn't have any like rushing upside that's going to add to his fantasy value. You're asking him to be, you know, a big, you know, a Patrick Mahomes level, you know, not maybe not quite that, but a, a big time level passer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just a big risk, you know, considering his size, considering, you know, just like a lot of his limitations. I w- I'll be avoiding with probably my first two or three picks in a super flex draft. I would be, you know, so, for example, I have a I have a one oh four. My hope is that he would go off the board before a 104 in a league where I'm desperate for quarterback. 
that's yeah. that's that that's my hope is that he he's going to take up one of those spots because if I'm in a situation with one of my dynasty teams and I'm rebuilding right like you guys check out my Twitter you'll see my my pinned tweet I traded a bunch of or I got back a bunch of picks for Jalen Hurts right it's a project team I'm blowing it up um, I got back the 106 I already had the 104 I'm not going to be looking to restart that team up with Bryce Young at the helm most likely it'll go Bijan Stroud hopefully Bryce that's what I'm hoping for and then I'll load into four without really having to feel the pressure of taking an Anthony Richardson or a Will Levis over him um, because those those are the top four that I'm looking at right now in my opinion yeah yeah I agree and I think it's B. John Robinson and then likely three quarterbacks going mm -hmm. um, you know Jameer Gibbs will be in there JSN uh, yeah you know. it's going to depend on your your team build right like if, if you're sitting there somehow with Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and a terrible team, you're taking a running back. Like, let's be real or receiver, whatever. And, you know, I always think, you know, it, it's quarterbacks are so value and super flex leagues, but man, I'll tell you, if you were a bad team last year and you're drafting a rookie quarterback early in your super flex draft, mm -hmm. that's you're probably going to end up with an early pick again in 24. You know what I mean? It's yep. not, you know, those quarterbacks are not going to be game changers for you likely in mm -hmm. their first year. You're probably, you know, unless you have, unless you kind of set yourself up, you know, for that and you're, you're set up, you know, in other areas to take a big step forward, those quarter, mm -hmm. you know, so the running backs and the wide, you know, and the wide receivers to a certain extent have a lot more ability to affect you this year and improve your play this year, in my opinion. Sure. So that'll be something for people to consider, but that's a good segue because now the man of the day, the Anthony Richardson, you know, the, the you know, a God among men, you know, uh, you know, just Hercules out there, Superman. I've heard it all. You know, AR fifteen, the new nickname. He calls for him. he called himself Cam Jackson. Like that's what Cam his buddies call him. Okay. I love it. Um, you know, it's I I see the athletic comparison. I, that's about where I think it may stop for now for me. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. uh, he's six foot four, two hundred and forty four pounds, forty point five inch vertical insane you know 100 percentile score broad jump 100 percentile four four what was it four four four, 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 four 40 four. yard dash that's insane there was two uh the i think there was two faster combines in nfl history at least or maybe like for a long period of time i don't remember i mm -hmm. didn't write it down here but rg3 ran slightly faster than him 10 years right. ago but that's the only one in recent memory and uh and oh there was one other player that i hadn't heard of and i apologize if he's some like 1980s quarterback who was fantastic i'd never heard of but uh, McNeil or something like that. But yeah, he's in rare, he's in rare territory regardless. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, but here's, here's where the comparisons stop at Cam Newton, in my opinion, you know, Cam Newton had a prolific final season at Auburn. Um, although mm -hmm. Anthony Richardson, the offense was a mess. We're talking about a guy 2,500 yards, pa you know, minimal playing time prior to his junior year, 2,500 yards passing last year, 53% completion percentage and 17 to nine inter touchdown to interception ratio. You know, mm -hmm. that is not, that's not screaming, you know, passing ability, but like, like we were, people were saying, you know, he doesn't, he's not a flawed passer. He's just a, a raw passer. You know what I mean? He doesn't have right. a, a lot of mechanical right. issues or anything like that. And uh -huh. he did make some nice throws at the combine yesterday. So, you know, wh where are your thoughts on Anthony Richardson? Are we just full steam ahead here on the hype train or do you have some, uh, I feel, I feel a lot better to be honest with you. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I was taking some shots with him in some best ball drafts. Um, my startups haven't re really like rolled in just yet. A lot of people that I play with, they want to wait for landing spots, you know, where I'm not necessarily drafting with like Debbie folks, more just like dynasty oriented. Um, but man, I have to say, I feel a lot better about grabbing some more shares of him in best ball, moving him up my board in dynasty. I would be looking potentially at him or uh, Will Levis at that 104 that I was talking about and, uh, you know, a, a rebuild with a quarterback in Superflex. 
Um, I, I thought the the passing was looking good. There were some inaccurate throws. The mm-hmm. deep ball and the arm strength was there for sure. But, you know, it's also tough, too, because you're throwing to receivers you're not necessarily familiar with. You're going to see some of those bad throws maybe be kind of kind of combined with some slow feet from the receivers, whatever. You know, you have to be able to, like, make those throws, you know, with these guys. Again, like I said, like you're not that familiar with. So I thought a couple of those I would be like, OK, you know, I'll give that one to the receiver. Oh, that's a good ball. And then, oh, there's an inaccurate pass. So it was kind of up and down. But I thought that the, the the framework that we saw from him is very strong. I liked his dropbacks. I liked his footwork. I liked the arm strength and the athleticism, everything that you had just detailed, the broad jump, the vertical, the speed. Like it, it's really all there is from like a total package standpoint. As far as like a first year absolute takeoff, it's going to be all about the right system, the right coach, and the right playbook. You're going to need to go somewhere where they're where they're willing to give you run-first opportunities. If you look back to last year, how the Bears were poorly managing Justin Fields' skills and assets early in the season, he just wasn't running. They just figured, oh, yeah, we can still have be a, a, a pass-first offense. No, it took a little bit of time. They developed him into more of a run-first offense, or the, the team is a, a run-first offense, and then that team just started scoring points like absolutely crazy. So if he goes somewhere where they're willing to work on him as a project, I think he could be a very fruitful for, uh, return. But if he's a starter week one in the NFL, I'm with you. You're probably going to be picking in the top five again in, in your dynasty league, right? Like unless he lands in an, a very good situation, kind of similar to RG3, like his his rookie season, he landed um, with the, the commanders, Redskins at the time, whatever. And they set him up for success. You know, I think uh, it was like his like first like 10 or 12 passes were completions because they had just set up the playbook for him so easily. Kind of similar to Cam Cam Newton. When he went to the Panthers, he wasn't really a big X's and O's guys, but they set up a system for him to be able to come in and compete and be efficient, right? Like it was something about like literally only memorizing like one half of the field or something weird like that uh, of the playbook. So I think he could be a very good prospect. It's just going to depend on the landing spot at this point. But I feel like these teams in the top 10 should be more comfortable looking at him. Uh, like the Falcons, like the Texans, I feel like they should feel a little bit better about him right now. Yeah, you know, it'll be interesting, like, you know, because Cam Newton, you know, I forget, you know, I, I don't have the numbers here, but, you know, he had a prolific passing rookie season. You know, he had mm-hmm. one of the best passing rookie seasons. Like, you know, I think he maybe set the record for passing yards or something that year for a rookie. And Anthony Richardson, you know, we thought we thought Cam, you know, we always thought, you know, Cam Newton was never an elite level passer. You know, nobody ever viewed him like that. And, you know, Anthony Richardson is another level of raw. You know, I'm not saying he'd mm-hmm. never get there, but, you know, it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's let unlikely. Me, you know, let me ask you this. Who would you rather like in a startup right now, given their ADP? And this is a big ADP question because this first name is going to go farther ahead. And I know that you we've talked about him before. We're going to talk about him today. Anthony Richardson or Trey Lance. You have the Trey Lance landing spot right now. You don't know about Anthony Richardson yet. Who do you think is a better prospect based off of what you've seen? That's that's a great question. I I would personally go with draft capital pending. Because you're you know that you're gonna have to take a bigger risk drafting Lance earlier. You know that. You're right. You're right. It's Anthony Richardson at ADP. You're right. In a vacuum, I would take Trey Lance, but you're right. At ADP, I would take Anthony Richardson. You know, I think. I would still think he's probably, uh, you know, that could climb up quite a bit. He's probably going quarterback. I would think 
high-end quarterback two, you know, especially right if we were drafting, you know, if a quarterback happened today, he'd probably be going high-end quarterback two range. So I I believe if we were drafting today, he would go quarterback two off your boards for sure. I, I know again in the Twitter verse, anything can happen. I I know uh uh shout out Dave Heilman boots on the ground down in Indy, getting us that live content from the combine. He's doing a killer job over there. But I know I saw him retweet something the other day. Someone took Anthony Richardson 101. Like that's crazy. That like crazy. Who, what running backs do you, would you have to have? to pass up on uh, Bijan. Like you'd have to have Brees, Jonathan Taylor, and I don't know, CMC. Like, well, like who are you going to pass up on? You know what I mean? I, you know, I don't, I wouldn't have to. Like, there'd be nothing that could make me pass up on him just because I'm always firmly take the best player available. Right. You know, it's kind of exactly. like, like the NBA draft. There's only so many good players. So, you know, I, I think it's probably, it, it's never a good idea to reach on somebody for need. Just take the best player available. We're going to trade later. But you that that's what I'm saying though, is just like the the hype will take over your drafts. You know what I mean? So like if you're sitting up there, just try to temper expectations a little bit. You know, just don't try to fall into the complete media mob. You know what I mean? I don't I don't envy anyone who's doing a rookie draft before the NFL drafts so we can get that determination. You know, it's wheels up if he gets top ten draft capital, but that remains to be seen. Yeah. With with that, um, I'm gonna jump into Jackson Smith Najigba. Um, you know, I was hoping I got that last name right. We'll see. Yep. You know, somebody I did I nailed it. All right, yep, perfect. I know, I know there's some subtleties in the pronunciation, but um he had a he I would say he did le- more with less yesterday. He decided not to run the 40 yard dash, had one I think the fastest shuttle time since 2013. He did was the, very- the or was it no, I thought it was the three cones that he 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 killed. Hmm. I had the maybe, shuttle written down. Maybe, maybe right. it was both. Maybe it was, the, maybe it was the three cones. He killed both, but like I think one of them was like a record since 2014 or 2013. So you said the, the shuttle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. He did it under four seconds on the on the shuttle. Okay. Yeah. And the so, three and cone. The he three did cone was very good too. Six and a half. Six point five seven. He won both. Yep. And so he was very. He had a very good day yesterday. Decided not to run the forty. Probably smart. Uh, you know his. The fact that he was very athletic and, and tested very well in these likely tells me that he it was not. You know, he was he just knew that he wasn't going to run a 40. I don't think it was health based. I just think he knew that he wasn't going to run a great 40. Decided mm-hmm. to let everyone else hurt themselves today because that's what most of the wide receivers did yesterday. They hurt themselves. Yeah. stock. So JSN looks, you know, especially with Jordan Addison, you know, measuring it, you know, short, small, uh, not a great athletic testing. I yeah. you know JSN's looking like he could end up being the wide receiver one, clear wide receiver one in the draft. You know, if he locks in like a four, five, five, 40 yard dash, you know, something in that, you know, especially anything less than that. He's the locked in wide receiver one at his pro day, I think. But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this is a guy who had, you know, outproduced Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave as a sophomore. And then his other two years combined at Ohio state had, he had 23 targets in those other two years combined, 23 targets, one season outproducing Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. So, you know, we're, we're drafting him based on that one terrific season. There's concerns about a straight line speed and playing in the slot. You know, what, what are your feelings about JSN after this week? I mean, I don't think he's he's really moved. He was number one on um, on my list regardless. He was already my wide receiver one. I had Addison as kind of like a dark horse that could surplant him with a good performance this weekend. Didn't really happen. I mean, I would say that Addison was just subpar average. And like you had said, like he exposed himself to more risk by doing more this weekend, right? And it seemed like, you know, JSN's group, whatever, his entourage, his agent, whatever, they gave him the right correct playbook here the 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 right notes to follow um because like we've said this the inactivity has been uh, more fruitful for some of these guys because you're letting other players you know essentially lower their stock um 
it's really going to depend all on his landing spot for for JSN. I think he's a great prospect. Um, as far as like the the college stuff, I really kind of throw it out at this point because, like you said, like he had those scenarios where he was better than elite guys that we've seen in the NFL and then not used whatsoever. So you really just have to take that with like kind of a grain of salt and look at the build going forward. Uh, at 6'1", 196, I think that's a great kind of like median frame. You're not on like the low end of like Devontae Smith coming into the NFL, but you're also not at like the, the the top peak of like a DK Metcalf, right? You're kind of just like right there in the middle. And he's also highlighting all of that like, you know, kind of median size with speed and strength and agility. So I I love the, the opportunity to grab him in drafts. He would be someone that I would – consider as a top five pick in dynasty startup if i'm thirsty at receiver because to me it's looking most likely like Bijan, those quarterbacks a jameer gibbs and then you're kind of going back and forth with maybe like jsn and you know another i don't i don't know how you feel about like zach evans or sean tucker just yet but i, I feel like i might be a little bit more comfortable still with jsn over those guys probably have him at a slight edge if i need a receiver uh like jordan addison a lot i know we'll get to him soon but i would still say that those two are um, well, JSN's probably number one still for sure. And then Addison eh, may have slipped to three, but I still think he's at right there at two or three. Yeah, I still have him one and two, but yeah, I have JSN just a little bit ahead now. I thought it was pretty close, but yeah, you know, I just feel a little bit more comfortable, uh, with, you know, with his measurements and, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a guy who, you know, he was very, very good that one season, you know, he's been, he battled injuries last year, you know, so mm -hmm. I'm willing to take the chance, you know, especially in that one, five, one, six range in the super flex draft. I think he provides a lot of upside. You know, I think, I think he's fairly safe too. I think we can count on, you know, maybe, you know, I think he, you know, I see a wide receiver too. You know, I, I don't think he has a wide receiver one upside maybe, but I see, you know, a comfortable wide receiver too, kind of in that Amari Cooper style role, you know, hopefully a little less boom bust than Amari Cooper, mm -hmm. but you know, just kind mm -hmm. of that, just, you know, six foot kind of six foot one athlete, you know, it's not, not great. No, not a great athlete, but like I said, so I, I'll be targeting JSN there. I prefer the Do quarterbacks. I prefer a couple running backs ahead of them though. Do you uh do you imagine he he will be a uh, a first night draft pick? Like, do you think he's going oh, in the yeah. first round? Definitely. JSN, definitely. Okay, I'd say I'd probably say top fifteen, top twenty for sure. Okay, uh, okay. We'll see. You know, just just based on the fact that too, like we're seeing wide receivers get pushed up the draft, kind of like quarterbacks now with kind of the contracts mm -hmm. that are being given out to wide receivers. You know, getting a cheap wide receiver on a, on a on a contract for four or five years is very, I think, attractive to a lot of these teams. So we'll see about that. Uh, the next player I have up here is Luke Musgrave. Now, so mm -hmm. Luke Musgrave is another player. You know, this is another. This is a guy we are drafting based on his athletic ability. He is six foot five, two hundred fifty three pounds, four six four, forty yard dash. That is in the ninety first percentile for for tight ends. You know, got uh, compared to Greg Olson a lot mm -hmm. yesterday. Um, his knee was cleared. You know, after ha barely pl just playing two games last season, uh, got full clearance on his knee, so that's looking good. Um, athletic pass catching profile, um, but you know, this guy does have just 47 career receptions, and he's played in 20 games over the four years. So we're talking about a guy who is not doesn't actually have a lot of experience on the field, but boy, mm -hmm. does he look good in short. So um, <laughs> Luke Musgrave, I think there's a great chance we see him go in the first round, and that you know that will give him wow. significant uh, fantasy value, in my opinion. Do you think he's going to go in the, the the NFL first round? I think he could. Man. I think he very well could late in that first round area. You know, you could see somebody like the Cincinnati Bengals. I think there's a couple candidates down there. So we'll see. You know, I, th I definitely well, think he'll be early day two, first half so, of day two. So not. do you think that Mayer's going in like the top 20? I could see it. I could see three tight okay. ends going in the round one. I think uh, we're going to talk about another guy who I could see getting in the round one conversation too. 
Well, let's just bring him up because I kind of like, I mean, I like Luke Musgrave, but like you had just mentioned, like pretty green, you know what I mean? Uh, Darnell Washington, I'm assuming the other name that you're mm-hmm. referring to. Yeah. I mean, he looks like a freaking athlete. I guess yeah. the only thing that I have, like my, my biggest complaint about Luke Musgrave is that he doesn't seem like he's going to have great receiving skills. Like he seems like he's athletic and he's loose and he can move around freely. Like he carries his build very, very well. Like he's very slick right? He's got great footwork, but I don't know if he has like the, like the catch radius or catchability, you know, to be a top receiving, you know, tight end in the league. I guess that's my biggest thing. When I look at Darnell Washington, I see more of like an athlete, that big body target type of uh, player that I'm looking for in the red zone. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm slipping on the, the like Jelani Woods type of like size, but that's the, like the type of prospect yeah, that that's I see. What he looks like. Yeah. And he's, he's a, he's a better athlete. Yeah. You know, it's Jelani Woods. Yeah. Jelani Woods is there. They're similar size for sure. Okay. Yeah. That's, that was kind of like my, my, my recency comp coming mm-hmm. in. Um, I think like when I was reading comps online, people were comparing him to Darren Fells. And I thought that was just kind of like ridiculous. He compared himself to somebody really funny. He, he says he watches Mark Andrews, but he compared himself. God, why didn't I write that down? He compared himself to like some like tight end. You would, you would be really surprised, like a very obscure tight end. Like who has like, Oh man, who is Foster it? Moreau? Like, yeah, you're, uh, you're like, you're telling me that's what well, you can be, buddy. Really? Right, hold, yeah, you need hold the crowd while I'm googling this really quick. I need yeah. to uh, I need to find um, out who he compares himself I, to. I mean, so I, I feel like that's just a tall ask for Musgrave to get into the first round, and I could be you know more naive on this. I'm I'm not trying to like you know plant my flag against him. Um, I like the the idea of him as a project, but being you know, I, I feel like he's a worse prospect than Cole Komet, and Cole Komet didn't feel like he should go in the first round, and I'm a Bears fan. See, I feel like you're sleeping on Luke Musgrave, but he had he I didn't have be. a lot of I, might be. I feel like he had, you know, he's he's very, you know, if you're looking for like the Kyle Pitts, you know, this class, you know, like the, the you know, the TJ Hawkinson, you know, he compares very well to TJ Hawkinson too. So um, you know, he doesn't have the career production, but I I watched some tape from you know, I like what he saw. You know, I'm not a huge tape guy, you know. I'm a you know, I like to let the mm-hmm. NFL, you know, I like to let the GMs making millions of dollars, like you know, <laughs> do my make my decisions for me. So I like to, you know, so I, 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 draft capital is big for me, you know, so that's why I like to do my drafts at the end of the NFL draft. But so if you were hungry for tight end, I mean, in dynasty, like I, I can't imagine a first round pick on them. I'm not doing it again. I'm done. I'm done doing that. I've, I've done it too many times. I've gotten burned. Burned so many times by rookie tight ends and just tight ends mm-hmm. in general. I'm tired of it. I'm not doing that again. Now I, I'll say like I, you know, in the NFL, yeah, but um, he would be it wouldn't be somebody I would target ahead of the mid mid second round at most. Maybe probably late second round. I was gonna say like guys. mid mid round three would be kind of that territory. Maybe I'd say maybe, late second, but yeah, yeah. I would. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Was I'd say late second probably for Washington, and I would probably say mid third for Musgrave, in my opinion. Um. Yeah, I'm more of a yeah, late second, early third for these tight ends because yeah, mm-hmm. you know, Darnell Washington too, uh, raw. You know he has he has never had above an eight percent target share, and he has forty five career receptions. You know these are mm-hmm. both guys who, you know, we're we're banking on what they can do. You know, and learning under an NFL coach. You know, and he you know this is got he, he was doing these crazy stuff and drills yesterday. Darnell Washington, he was just like rotating. Oh, yeah. You know, catching those catching those balls. I was like, oh man, I was like, so I knew he was going to do well. Um, did uh did Mayer do anything yesterday? I didn't see any highlights or news on him because no, he, Musgrave I, finished as a total score of 84, third, and Washington finished second with a total score of 85. But um Washington's athleticism score ranked second in the combine for tight ends, and Musgrave was fourth. Let me see. 
Um, yeah, I, I haven't seen, I haven't read, you know, Mike Musgrave, you know, he wasn't, or Michael Mayer, he wasn't somebody I read too much about. I don't think he actually yeah. did. Te- I don't think I really came across um, his numbers. What was, you know, was, what was trying the other to accumulate thing? So much information yesterday. No, oh, the, the, the hand oh, yeah, size for Washington too. He's got 11 inch hands. So we were wrong. Michael Mayer did test yesterday. I'm reading a 470 40 yard dash, uh, 73rd percentile speed score and a 44th burst score. So yeah, he is nowhere near like the athlete. He, he wasn't expected to be, but yeah, he's nowhere near the athlete that these other two guys are. Right. But I still, I still would have him as my tight end one in the class, but Luke Musgrave and Darnell Washington are very close behind. Man, I can't find that player comp. He, he got compared himself to like a, a long time, like backup tight end. And I was just like, that that's who you thought of to compare yourself to. But he's got I mean, that I'll, dog in him. He's got that <laughs> dog in him. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll find it at some point, but yes, well, we'll uh, with that, I'm just going to give one more quick shout out to our pals over at WinBet. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-day parlays, aka, aka WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. March Madness is almost here, plus plenty of ways to win getting down on the NBA, NHL, and XFL. Sign up today to receive a special offer, bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And of course, for our DJs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The SGPN merch store also uh, continues to add new items to the store every day. Head over to sports sport, store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get your free favorite shirt, hats, sweats, and hoodies. My personal favorites are the hoodies. I wear those. You know, it's getting it's always cold out here in Colorado, so I wear a lot of the hoodies. And just in time for March, 10% off when you spend more than $40 and use code MADNESS. All right. The next name I have up here is Will Levis, my final winner of the day. He did not test. He was smart. He did not want to stand next to CJ Stroud, especially Anthony Richardson out there. That seemed to be the thing. You know, nobody wanted to be I, compared to him. I think he should have. He I mean, I I I was I was actually impressed by Mr. Levis. I yeah, thought he, he should have been standing next to those dudes. He was looking damn good. No, yeah, so I mean, he looked good in the throwing drills, you know, so that, that that and that's what he did. So I think it was a smart play for him. You know, he he played to his strength and that's what he does. You know, we always we knew he had an arm. Um and that's what he showed off at the at the NFL combine, you know. And that's why I I, I, I think, you know, it's not – they're different players a little bit, but I do compare him to Zach Wilson just a little bit. You know, has all those physical tools, had the physical mm-hmm. makeup, you know, interviews pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. So, but, yeah, just a little bit raw, you know, so there's a lot of risk to him too. And, that you know, that's what I compare to just a little bit. Different players, but like I said, that kind mm-hmm. of similar risk level is what I would compare to, you know, taking him right. with an early first-round pick. So, you know, I – in my super flex rookie drafts, you know, I, I think he falls somewhere – probably right behind Jameer Gibbs for me and him and JSN are a real conversation. I think mm-hmm. JSN has a lot better chance of hitting, of course, but Will Levis does play that premium position and, and does have, I would say probably top 12, top 15 upside with that arm. What, what do you, what do you think? You know, were you, I know you said you were impressed with him yesterday. What'd you he see? was driving the ball, buddy. Yeah. I mean, he was burying the ball downfield. I felt bad because there were a couple of times where the receiver came up lame I think one guy even like fell down, like he like fell down mid run, like, and it was a deep ball too. Um, I mean, the arm looks great. Like his build looks great. He looks much bigger than I thought he was, but he's been hitting the gym, eating them, eating them nanners. Um, so he's got great arm strength, 
footwork, maybe a little too touchy tappy. You can clean that up for sure. Um, as far as a prospect, like, yeah, he, he blew the lights out for me. I would be looking at him anywhere from pick six to eight or nine in dynasty startups. Again, it's going to depend on how hungry you are. It's going to depend on the picks and players that go off the board ahead of him. You know, if I'm looking at him, like I said, or Bryce young right now, he looks a lot better in my opinion. I'm, I'll tell I, you that's bold. That's bold. I feel, you're, you're... I feel a lot more comfortable. Well, Bryce Young's going to need to get to throwing, buddy. He's right. going to need to get to doing his individual workouts on the Twitter and and you know making himself look a little bit better, doing a little bit better job selling him. But what I saw from Levis's arm, just just like his arm ability, I felt like I was watching Justin Herbert's combine. I felt like I was watching Josh Allen's because his power and his delivery downfield looked very enticing to me. They like it doesn't. It's, he's not going to be your like your rushing upside type of guy. Which obviously, yeah, sure, Bryce Young would give that to you. He's he's definitely going to add that into the mix, right? But if you're looking for someone that's going to deliver the ball down the field with velocity and power, this is a passing league right now. I think NFL teams need to start moving Levis up their boards. Yeah, and like I said, yeah, I agree. I, I wouldn't. Uh, he's someone I would consider. You know, I prefer Jameer Gibbs. You know, just in a vacuum right now. Maybe if he if he goes yeah. in the top five picks, that could all change. But you know, in a vacuum, I prefer the three quarterbacks ahead of him. Sure. I have uh, well, Jameer Gibbs, Bijan Robinson, and if, then if you six, need a quarterback, though, you're you're gonna not you're not gonna be targeting you know Gibbs. You know what I mean? Like it just depends on your situation. Like I still, I, I I'm always best player available in rookie drafts, just because sure. they're, they're you know it's, a lot, it's like I compare it to the NBA draft. You know the NBA draft, there's there's ten good players in the NBA draft every mm-hmm. year. You know, so most likely you're not drafting anybody good, and that's like the that's like the fantasy football draft. You know what I mean? Most players are yeah. not gonna hit. The, the NBA, draft. it's like top three, but yeah, I feel yeah. That. The, in the NBA, like a top ten picks, like that's like a fifty percent chance hit. And you know, there's there's guys who have been playing in the league for fifteen years who mm-hmm. who have been sitting on a bench who are better than you. You know what I mean? Who have been sitting on a bench for fifteen years, been practicing NBA basketball for you know four you know fifty sixty hours a week all since then. So, right, um, that's what I compare well, it to. I always think it's safe. The other thing I'll say about Levis versus uh, Bryce Young, who are you going to trust to stand in the pocket more? Yeah, you know, like, dude, Bryce Young takes one hit at that build. Like, I'm sorry, I don't care how many hamburgers you ate that Sunday morning. It ain't gonna matter, buddy. Like, start taking judo lessons with Tua. Start. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Tua should not be doing judo. (laughs) So I was was like, what? He's practicing judo. He should not be doing that. I mean, whatever. Like, I don't think I. I can't possibly think like mid. Like, it's just so impossible. Like, I can't think like mid air. Like, you know what I mean? You're getting tackled mid-air. You're like, let me adjust my body. You, you have this self-awareness. Let me adjust my body to my this the technique only, that I was learning. The only combat sport that Tua should be doing is it's called shadow boxing. Oh, God. I just I, – I really hope we see Tua. You know, that's what I hope we see Tua play this year and play well. I, I hope for his sake. You know, that, that's tough. Yeah. You know, that's mean, actually – you know, I have that in our topics to talk about, you know, on, on the combat. Yeah. Boats, as a, know, as a fan of football, time. I think that we can just say, like, yeah, you know, Go to a, but I'm not a big Tua fan. Like I'm not like a big Tua. I, fan. You know, I I think yeah, it's a little like I think you know a lot of quarterbacks can be successful right. with Tyreek Hill. I'm, I'm, I'm also not a Bills fan, but I you know sincerely feel for Demar Hamlin and his family, et cetera, right? Because I'm a football fan. Like that's the whole thing. Like yeah, you root for these guys because we watch football every week and, and we love them. Yeah, and you know, Tua is one of those guys. You know, there's no reason to root against him. So you know, I I have my trepidations, but I hope he proves me wrong there. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, that, We'll jump into the NFL combine losers. And I just, I, all I have is wide receivers up. You know, there's, you know, I, I covered the big names today. You know, there's a lot of winners and losers from the smaller name areas. But yes, the wide receivers were overall very disappointing yesterday. First of all, 
First name I have up here is uh, Kayshawn Booty. And mm. okay, can you confirm that one for me? I have Butte. a lot of argument. Are you sure? I look. He's I looked from. This one he's up. from New Orleans, brother. He's Are from you New sure? Orleans. He's I from looked this up and I was New, so confident. New Iberia. What? I was so New confident. Iberia, Louisiana, son. I, I I gathered arguments from both sides and I assembled a lot and I kept going back and I thought I determined it was booty. All right, Boutte, fine. All right. He's from New Orleans. I, I mean, they they ain't saying Boutte down there. They're saying Boutte. <laughs> they're saying Boutte. They're not. Oh. They're not saying booty. <laughs> All right, I love it. Oh man, we need we need to get you on a stand up comedy stage too at some point. I love it. I don't know about all that. Leave leave uh, that to Sean. <laughs> uh, Boutte did measure in at five foot eleven, one hundred ninety five pounds. Uh, very poor vertical and broad jump. Second percentile vertical. It's thirty second percentile broad jump. Four five forties. Not blowing anybody away at, at his size. Yeah. Uh, had a very good rookie season, uh, you know, has a 98th percentile breakout age. You know, that shows, you know, he was very good as, as, as a, not a rookie, as a freshman at LSU. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he battled injuries and kind of inconsistencies, kind of displays maybe some lackluster route running, people say, um, last year at LSU. Uh, might have sent, you know, he was considered maybe being a first round pick. I think, you know, maybe that's a long shot now at this point. I think he's probably, he's, I think he's still solidly a day two pick, but, you know, I think we see him in that round two range. What, what did you take away from him? Um, man, should have been an inactive. <laughs> and it's it's always tough for me to like kind of weigh this out. Like, should you go to the combine? Should you just show up and do interviews and then like, you know, decide to sit out? And I was thinking about this yesterday from like a like a GM standpoint. Like, what do I want to see? You know what I mean? If I if I'm a GM and I'm going through this process, and man, from uh from Boutte, I probably would have wanted to see a, a lot less because uh, coming in, the scores are not very good. He ranks 48th in athleticism at the wide receiver position, 23rd in total score. Um, you know, per the stats, it says that he's going to be an average starter at, at some point in his career. I don't necessarily love the build. I think that we were looking for better results this weekend. So for now, it's going to be a wait and see until, you know, his stock is down until he gets it right now, in my opinion, on a team where it feels like he's just going to have opportunities to work. He's going to get opportunities to touch the field. So right now, I mean, if you're, again, somehow doing startup drafts or um, rookie drafts, I would be off of him. I just wouldn't be I just wouldn't be on him right now, period, because everything that I'm seeing from everyone else is going up. Things are looking better for Boutte, not so much. Um, and again, like just what we saw overall, it's pretty average. It's just there's nothing indicating like, oh, this should be an exciting player He's going to move up the board. People are going to be fighting tooth and nail to get him. Uh, it's just a sit and hold, and I would bench him right now from like draft, you know, prospects at least in fantasy. You know, if I was if I was doing a draft today, I would draft him in the mid second round, likely. You know, he'd be in that oh, wide okay. receiver seven or eight for me, likely. Um, okay. You know, like, and you know, that's in a rookie draft. You know, are you thinking lower? Mm-hmm. You're thinking lower. I'm probably thinking closer to round three. And again, okay. it just depends on how the board plays out. Like what other guys are going to be available for you there. Um, we've seen just some, some names shoot up um, like Jalen Hyatt did, uh, did very well. I think that he was still kind of firmly ahead of him, but people were you know really talking up Boutte this past like week and a half, two weeks. So I feel like the stock is definitely down and people may just have to you know come down to earth with his, his, uh, his value a little bit. If you got him in the third round, I feel like you're, you're like, you're comfortable with that pick right now. Like you're, you feel like you're not reaching, I should say. Yeah. I mean, you definitely wouldn't be reaching there. I think that's a great upside there. You know, I, I think he is a great value at the late second, even, you know, mid, mid, Mm. you know, mid to late second, I think is probably his value range. 
draft capital will be ultimate determination for me. If he goes in the early second, you know, it's wheels up still. I think, you know, he has a lot of upside still. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's like, if he's going in the late second, early third round and there's 12, 13 wide receivers taken ahead of him, that's another story. Yeah, the exactly. Next, and, he, and he's got a month and a half nearly to make up ground. You know what I mean? Yeah, which, 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 exactly, exactly. And I'm sure he'll do that. But again, it's it's like, you know, there's so much pressure on the combine. And that's what kind of gets me back to that idea of like, if I'm a GM, who do I, what what player do I want to see? Do I want to see the, the guy that comes and lays it all out on the line, but maybe doesn't put up the best numbers or the guy that's going to come up or, or come to the combine, not do much and just say the right things. Like it's, it's a very interesting way to play, you know, yourself into the hands of these owners and, and GMs. Yeah. Agreed. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he goes and draft. You know, I had, I actually drafted him and with my one twelve in a, uh, in a super flex rookie draft like a month ago, but oh, you know, wow, obviously okay. I wouldn't do that today. You know, I, I right. liked the talent profile then, but um, some poor testing has changed that just a bit. The next guy I have up is, uh, you know, Jordan Addison. And, you know, I've got, mm-hmm. I got beat up, you know, I was, I was kind of pointing this out, you know, people are, people are very contentious on both sides. You know, anytime I say something right. about his poor athletic testing, it's like, this guy's a football player. Okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, none of this matters. Okay. Well, right. and then they point to Devontae Smith. I'm like, okay, there was one guy, you know what I mean? One guy does this, you know, at his size and, you know, and kind of, he's not, he's Devontae Smith was not an, you know, extremely athletic guy either in the 40 or anything like that, especially for, you know, mm-hmm. considering his size, you know, it's slightly faster than Addison. And, you know, that's a good player comparison. However, that's one guy, you know, and Devontae Smith was a 2000 yard receiver his final season out of Alabama. So very, very good. Not to say that Jordan Addison's chopped liver. He's fantastic as well, but we're not talking about just a poor athlete for, you know, I don't want to call him a poor athlete, but he fin- it's first percentile. For, you know, factoring in his size, he is in the first percentile athletic score. And that's not like the best. That is the worst. Mm-hmm. You know, that is 99th percentile. People are better than you considering their size athletically. So, yeah, I mean, that was really poor. Uh, five foot 11, 173 pounds. I think there's been like 20 wide receivers in the last like 20 or 25 wide receivers in the last like 25 years who have tested below that weight. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, he's he's in a lot of outlier territory. And if you're that size, like it should be concerning for Jordan Addison looking at Anthony Richardson, that he can catch him in a race. Like, you know what I mean? Like Anthony Richardson can catch me in a race. Like, what do I have? You know what I mean? (laughs) So like I, so I'm, I'm very trepidatious. You know, the 2023 draft class didn't quite turn out how some of us have hoped. And, you know, and maybe it turns back around. That's what the 2022 draft class did. That shows what little we know. Um, But so I have a hard time moving him lower than one, six, one, seven, one, one, eight in a super flex rookie draft. But, I do. I, I am a lot more trepidatious about drafting him. Had some issues with injuries as well, but did have that terrific, almost nearly 1,600 yards in 2021. And he did have a 20% target share his first two years uh, in the, at USC as well. So what are your, some of your thoughts on Jordan Addison? I know you still had him as your wide receiver too. Uh, well, being a, um, a resident of Maryland, I have to, he's the pride of Frederick, Maryland. Uh, that Frederick, Maryland was no the idea. first. Yeah, the first place that I moved to. Uh, so I have no means to to badmouth him whatsoever. I also think he's going to wind up coming back home, probably going to go to the Ravens at pick 22 because yeah. his – yeah, there you go. Disaster, yeah. disaster. Yeah. Hey, this is the same team that grabbed, you know, uh, was it Mar- Mar- Marquise Brown? I mean, I'm not saying he's exactly him. I think uh, I saw the comp of, like, Tyler Lockett. I hope that's the case. I hope that's the case. But you know what Tyler Lockett has? strength <laughs> he is a strong dude he's athletic hit Jordan Addison is not a strong man hit the, hit the gym like you know you know what I mean but like that like we've seen teams like that and I and I felt like that was like a, a similar situation it's like oh 
He's from Maryland. The Ravens are picking at 22. We just saw them, you know, draft, you know, Marquise Brown and then Rashad Bateman. (laughs) That would be a disaster. It could could be the case again. It could be the case. Uh, No, I I hope he gets a better landing spot. Of course, when we're talking about top receivers, you know, coming off the board, we want them to go to prolific offenses. We want them to go to pass first offenses. Well, uh, Jordan Addison is definitely going to depend on his landing spot as far as like his draft stock for dynasty purposes. Yeah, right now I would hold him at number two, but the landing spot's going to be a big teller of what his career is going to look like. You know, we've seen uh, a smaller guy like Devontae Smith come in and have success, right? Like that, that, um, I hate to use the word lanky. Is there another word we can think like a, a, a trimmer, more trim? <laughs> What's what's the word I'm looking for here? Is lanky a bad term? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I want to like, be. I would like to be called lanky. No one's called me lanky before. I mean, I'm I'm kind of lanky, and I don't, you know, I don't I don't know if you know. I'd, I'm whatever. short and probably slightly overweight. Nobody calls me lanky. I'd like I that. I guess I would say I'm uh you know aggressive and lanky. I don't like you know what I mean. I don't I don't know what that means. But what I'm saying is we've seen these smaller receivers come in and have success. We've also seen smaller receivers come in and not have as much success. Um, I like the tangibles of Jordan Addison. Again, this is a situation where we revert back to the landing spot. It sounds more of like an excuse than an answer, but it's the truth. Like, again, if he goes to the Ravens, you're probably not drafting him in, with your top eight picks, right? No. no, definitely. Right. So, But if he goes to a team like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like a, like a pass-heavy team that's kind of like fitting into the middle – uh, I don't know. Let's let's just say he went to the the Falcons and they got Derek Carr. No, still not. Still not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he would have to go to like somewhere like exciting, like at the end of the first round, like one of those good playoff teams, like you know the Chiefs or something crazy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just, but I, I yeah, I don't see the Chiefs making that move though. No, it's, it's, that's uh, that'd be too typical. You know, we have too many short, fast wide receivers. But yeah, the well, Ravens would just be a disaster. You know, that's like typical. That's like don't. Don't don't bet against it, buddy. Don't oh, bet God. against it. That would be horrible. That's just exactly you know the Ravens just want to use him so they can take right. one to two defenders down the field. So they're playing so they can run the ball against nine nine guys. You know, that's the but whole. But what they're gonna look at is like, oh, we've got Rashad Bateman on the outside. We've got Mark Andrews up the middle, and now we've got Jordan Anderson to clean up things out of the slot. This is gonna be great. And he's from Maryland. Think about the amount of jerseys we're gonna sell. I hope. Yeah, I hope for our Jordan Addison's fantasy value. I hope that's not the case. Uh, the next, uh, the next guy I have up here is Jalen Hyatt. And I mentioned to you, this is just a mini loser. You know, Jalen right. Hyatt is very athletic. You know, projects to go in the first round. I'd like to have him on the Kansas City Chiefs, actually, maybe right. at the end of the first round. I had him as a mini loser just because all the hype that we saw. Like, this guy's going to run in the four twos. This guy's going to be the fastest guy. Ran a four four one. You know, mm-hmm. that is that's impressive. That is fast. Um, you know, but that is not what we were hoping for. But still, ninety seventh percentile burst, ninety first percentile forty. It could have been a day where he maybe uh, put himself in conversation for that, uh, you know, being one of the top guys in the class, wide receiver two, wide receiver three. But, he, you know, mm-hmm. he's kind of sitting on that second tier now firmly still, in my opinion. Um, but he would, I think, yeah, six foot, 176 pounds, I think I have written here. So not yep. a large yep. guy either. That just seems that's 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 the, that's the wide receivers this year. There's not a lot of big guys, not a lot mm-hmm. of tall guys. Length, you know, yeah, just kind of sh- shorter you know, not very big. And, but that's kind of the style that we're going to now. Um, not super productive his first two years in college, but did have 1,267 yards and 11 touchdowns as a junior, 21.6% target share early declare. You know, do you have any thoughts on him going forward? Stock is up. Stock yeah, is up. I feel like he should be concrete in your first round in dynasty startups right now. Um, I feel like he's done enough. I feel like the tangibles are there. 
Um, I mean, honestly, he's getting closer to Jordan Addison than we probably think. I mean, especially after a showing like this, like you had said, the speed may not have been there, but the athleticism score was second for receivers. I'm assuming that's only behind JSN. And he had the best combine score total 89 uh, at this combine for all wide receivers. So we got to be buzzing about Buddy right now. I mean, there's only good news. Um, as far as like fit and mold in the NFL, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like he would probably be more likely to be drafted uh, by some of those teams at the end of the the first maybe beginning of the second. So I feel like he's kind of fitting into like that, uh, I don't know, 28 to 40 range off the board. Yeah, I think so. Does yeah. That, does and, that feel about right? Cause like we were right. talking like JSN, like he seems somewhere like, you know, seven to 15 maybe. And then Addison, like I had just mentioned, maybe around like that 22. So maybe like 18 to 25 and then maybe Hyatt somewhere. Like I'd said, that range like 25 to 40. You know, and I think, yeah, he'd be a great uh, player for the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I'm hoping that the Chiefs maybe – there's just nobody to have. Quinton Johnson is who I'm actually hoping the Chiefs draft. I'd love to have somebody who can – you know, a little bit taller player. You know, there's no DK mm-hmm. Metcalf really in this class in that area. But I would – you know, it's Quinton Johnson is six foot two, 208 who pounds. The, who was the guy that won the bench press for receivers? That dude was stacked. Uh, and he like, he, like, blew out everybody else. Let me see if I can pull that up. Go ahead. I think I missed. I think I missed the wide receiver benches. I think I was getting at work at that point. I missed the last couple things yesterday. I had to do some late night research last night to finish this up. This dude was st- absolutely stacked, though. What's there's his always, name? He's from Stanford. Always, uh, Michael Wilson from Stanford. Michael Wilson. I don't know if I'm familiar with him yet. I've heard the name. I've crossed. He finished by like t- all of his scores were awful, but he's his fucking strength was out of sight. He had 23 reps. I think what was it? 23 reps. The next guy was Jonathan Mingo with 22. So maybe he didn't roll it out then. Well, I'll tell you, it's uh, we we all know the strong correlation between bench press and wide receiver production. So get yourself. Well, I just mean the the size was just uh, he's 6'2, 213, 31 inch arm length, and nine. That's exactly maybe a little late round pick for the Kansas State Chiefs. I like to hear that. Well, that's Um, what we always see, you know, like, yeah. These teams, they go and draft Trey Sermon, but Elijah Mitchell's the one bringing home the groceries. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a whole nother issue. Yeah, so Elijah Mitchell, just a thorn in my side at the end of my CMC shares last year. Uh, before I forget, I just want to pay one, our last round of make, making sure we're getting the bills paid. So let, let me give one more shout out to Underdog Fantasy. We're also brought to you by them. Underdog is your home for off-season NFL best ball drafts, but they also have you covered for a ton of their daily games, including NBA NHL and PGA underdog fantasy is a great way to get down on your favorite player props. If they're not available in your state, head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's one underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. Please underdog allow over under betting in my state of Colorado. I can do the best ball drafts, but I still can't bet on over unders one of these days. Killing me. The last thing I'll tell you to do here is if you wouldn't, mind please giving our youtube page a subscribe and a like it would mean a lot and we would really appreciate it we're trying to build that up over there so we'll finish up here uh with the winners and losers maybe we'll d- dive into a couple player stories as well but um the last guy i had up here was just a you know a senior bowl hype man was a uh, nathaniel tank dell um you know he had a big senior bowl people were talking just burning uh, cornerbacks you know but like a, that's very tough on the cornerbacks it should be noted because the wide receiver is getting to run whatever route they want and the cornerback just is having to follow them so that, that's a tough drill for them so nathaniel dell was was uh putting the moves on him though the senior bowl picked up a lot of hype mm-hmm. some people were saying potentially a second round pick 
uh, five foot eight, 165 pounds. That is almost me. He, that, that's essentially me. That is my, that I am, I am running I'm out taller. there. I'm I, I am not, I, we're about the same size. I'm, I'm like a five, probably almost five, eight without my shoes on and like 160 pounds. So yeah. that that's like me running around out there. And I can go ahead and tell you, that's probably not going to work out well. And the worst part was that yeah, eight, well, eight, eight inch, five, eight, I don't know how to say that. Eight inch five and five ace hand size. I didn't say eight that and right. five, eight, eight and five, eight and five ace. Yeah. Eight and five ace. But, um, and then four, four, nine, 40 yard dash time. So that is, you know, that's fast for the average human being, you know, certainly, but, uh, not what you're looking for when you're, you know, super small, you're hoping he's a speed demon out there. And that is not what he showed. Um, you know, per, you know, this is college production though, 13 plus hundred yards each of those last two seasons. If this guy was six foot four, man, he probably would be really, really good. It's just, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just not, it's just not the deal. You know, it, it's almost impossible for this guy. This guy can't go out there on a regular NFL field to compete on an every down basis. He's might, he might be a better NFL player than he actually is for fantasy. You know what I mean? You can get him out there for five or six plays a game, maybe, and, you know, mm-hmm. scheme, you know, there's a scheme scheme plays for him and things like that. He's that type of, um, you know, playmaker out in the open field, but just not a fantasy contributor, in my opinion, probably not someone I'm looking at before the late third round. I'm probably not going to draft him at all. And yeah. the big reason is I think the biggest concern about coming into this weekend and even the senior bowl was, um, is he going to be anything better than just a special teams player in the NFL? And I don't think that he's done anything really in these two opportunities to show that he's going to be anything other than a special teams runner and gunner. Um, if he goes to the right place where they can scheme up for him, I mean, honestly, if I'm looking for a dream spot for him where I think like things could happen, it's San Francisco. Because of the creativity, the way that they use all of their weapons in totality, there's no one that's off the table, right? So if he went to somewhere like that where – he might be able to get a shot. He might be able to get on the field. That would be the case. But I don't see him being anything more than a special teams player. And that might be harsh, but that's that's just where I'm coming from. I think, again, I think that was still the strong belief about him coming into the combine. I don't think he did anything to change that that circumstance or that perception of him. Yeah, you know, and I you know, I hope the best for the guy. But yeah, it's just impossible. Yeah, you know, it sucks when there's just a physically limited player who's talented, you know, but that's just what I see. You know, I, I, talent's right. there, but. Just not a physical player for the NFL, for the fantasy landscape, in my opinion. So just a late round flyer, in my opinion. Uh, but yes, wide receivers overall disappointing yesterday. We'll see what happens with the running backs today and everything. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun to see. I'm excited about Roshan Johnson testing. Let me go ahead and tell mm-hmm. you that. Uh, I'm hoping he shows out today. And if that's the case, I could see him jumping as high as RB3, RB4 in my ranking. So we'll see. You know, that's a lot. Not quite there yet. Not quite there, but. You know, with, with with the right with the right landing spot, with the right athletic testing, I could have him potentially ranked as high as my RB three. So, with that, I just uh, you know talked a lot about the uh, winners and losers of the NFL draft. So I will just pick some of my favorite NFL okay. stories to talk about from the NFL Combine here. Sounds good. Start. You know what? I, I want to talk about your Bears real quick. You know, we talked about it a little bit last week, but you know, obviously, it's you know, it's it's you're leaning toward you know selling your first pick in the draft, obviously, because you're mm-hmm. comfortable with Justin Fields rolling forward. Yep. Um, but yeah, if Justin uh, Fields doesn't work out as well, you know, I thought it's a good point. Yeah, you know, if if Justin Fields, you know, you weren't comfortable with him after this year, you know, you're likely going to have an early pick next year, and that 24 quarterback class is looking very good as well. So that'll be mm-hmm. an opportunity for you. But what do you see? Like, you know, what do you what what you have the uh, ears, you know. Uh, foot on the ground, you would say for the Chicago Bears. You know, you're 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 in there and you're reading all the stuff. So, you know, what what are you reading the tea leaves so far? 
Um, no. nothing. There's no real news other than, you know, they want to shop the pick for sure. They're going to do their due diligence. There's no, I don't think that you're going to see anything happen like in the next week or so. I think this is going to be something that they're going to really test the waters on. I feel like the benchmark should be similar to the Trey Lance trade. So we need three firsts because let's like, and I think you'll agree with this. CJ Stroud is a better prospect overall than Trey Lance, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. The Bears know that the Colts and the Texans both need a quarterback and they both want to invest in youth, specifically the Colts, because just look at what the experiments have, you know, brought home the past two seasons, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Philip Rivers, sorry, three seasons, my bad. Like, it, it hasn't been good. So they obviously have to be looking to, you know, revamp the franchise with some youth at the quarterback position. Same thing kind of goes with the Texans. Like, they've been dabbling, but it hasn't been working. So, my, in my opinion, it's three first and a second. From, from, who, from whoever, it's, it should be three first and a second. The Colts have their next three first available and a second. Maybe they can't do the second in with that, but that should be where they're starting. And that's not to say that that's what they're going to bring in. But when you're starting the conversation, I'm saying, yeah, man, CJ Stroud, he, he looks anybody, pretty damn good. Is there anybody you're hearing, the Colts, anybody else you're like rumored to be moving up potentially? Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the Colts have been all the talk about okay. moving up and they should be. They have their second round pick. They have their first round pick and they have future first. So 23, any, 20, 25 any, first. Okay. Any other? Any other destinations? Colts, Texans. I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't know who else is going to move up other than those teams because they're right there. There's not another top ten team that I could see doing it. Like maybe the Falcons. Like if we want to move to eight, but you have to. If you're the Bears, you can't be moving this this draft out of the top ten. It, you have to be looking for a partner inside the top ten, in my opinion. Otherwise, what are we doing? Like, you know, you're not going to get Will Anderson. We need to get boost up the defense more than the offense right now. It's very simple. I, you, I, you did, look at, did, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Did San Francisco get, I mean, three first. Yeah, they gave, they, they gave, gave up three first, gave but was any, first. but was any of those first early? I thought they were all maybe later. Ooh, I think they, I think they were all later. Yeah. 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 So it was three later first for, for Trey Lance. So, you know, just something to consider, you know, if you're, if you're getting a top get, 10 pick back. And again, so. and again, and again, I get, and I get that. So if you can't get the three, okay. Who's willing to give us two? No one's willing to give us two. Okay, then we at least at least need one, and then a bunch of other comp picks, like multiple seconds, whatever. That should be where you're starting. That should be where you're at, and then you can work your way down from from there because that's how negotiation works. That it's never just like, oh, this is what I want, and someone's going to give it to me. But that should should be where they're starting. Period. I've seen the Will Anderson uh, moving back to four, taking Will Anderson. I think that's a good start. Not so much interested in Jalen Carter right now, given his situation with the law, clearly, right? Uh, what was it? Nolan Smith was running up a muck uh, at the linebacker position at the at the combine. I, Don't I'm not take a, a linebacker. Don't take well, a I'm linebacker. Not that, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, like, I, I think there's some there's some nice assets on defense. I, I didn't – yeah, I didn't, I'm not trying to work him into that conversation. But I think that's going to be their priority in this draft is to to build up their defense – and I think that they can do that by moving back and you know taking a nice haul of picks. Um, we have a lot of picks in this draft. I, I think they're mostly later picks, like rounds four and five. But we could even work those in to 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 move up and just try to you know concrete ourselves in the first and second round. So I just don't see them keeping the pick. 
Like if they keep the pick, they're just going to take Will Anderson first. Well, or or how about you hold? How about you hold these people over the fire actually and make them and call out their bluff? They're 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 saying you're not going to draft a quarterback and just be like, I will draft Bryce Young and you're you're going to make I'm going to make you trade for him in the summer now. You know Please don't I mean? draft Bryce Young. Please don't oh. draft Bryce Young. My or or CJ Stroud. I would draft okay. CJ Stroud, but I feel like the like, consensus in the and, league is and, it's Bryce Young. And, and from a fan perspective, like I get and like a football analyst, analyst, whatever, like. I, I would understand. I would get if the Bears moved on from Justin Fields. I just don't see why they would with how well the offense played this past season with the few amount of assets and weapons that they had. I just don't see how you do that. If they did, if they want to continue to blow it up, by all means. But taking that first pick, you're not getting back that bounty of picks that would help you build up the future. Like, it can still go both ways. You know, the, the one thing I was telling you last week is, you know, it's and that's a, it's tough for a lot of these quarterbacks now because Patrick Mahomes, although that was a huge contract four years ago, now it's almost in line with just what people are signing for, $45, 50000000 well, million. So, and that's also because he set the market. Like, yeah. you, not just him too, but when you look at Deshaun Watson's contract, that's absolutely ridiculous. Now you have Lamar asking for the same thing, if not better. I, you know, I was gonna. I was just having a conversation with somebody this morning. Lamar shouldn't be representing himself. I think that's a lot of the issue. You know, I think he needs to get an agent. Um, and nope. that, You know, but what? You know, that's oh, another I'll save conversation. Ten percent, homie. I'll save that ten percent. That goes to my mama. Uh, yeah, I, it's it's a whole thing. But I'm. Uh, we'll see what happens there. I think what I was going to tell you is that I just think that Chicago. It, you know, it's tough if Justin Fields. If you're paying, you know, if you're two years already away from paying Justin Fields, or you know. Two years, yeah, away from paying Justin Fields $45 million. That's tough. You know what I mean? You're already at the end. So I just was saying to you last week, it could be, if you liked any of these quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, mm-hmm. it could be beneficial just with how where your team's at to restart that rookie contract. You know what I mean? Be paying I, a quarterback cheap for the next five yeah. years again. No, I, kind of- I, I hear you, but most situations like that, you don't have a team that has this much cap space. Like That's that true. is you, you can like buy what it. you're describing is a very typical playbook move in the NFL. And I understand that. But when you have a hundred million dollars in cap, like I just, I just don't see the, the necessity to move on from Justin Fields. That's I can fair. get it. And if they did it from a, like I would get it from a business perspective, but as a fan, you're just going to hate it. Like you're going to go into another rebuild. You're telling me with this much cap space, like having this draft capital and this much cap space, we should be a win now team. I don't care what anybody says. We should like everyone can say the right things like, oh, you need to build for the future. Oh, we need the right ingredients to have success and not just one year, but four, five, and six years. Like, no, like you have the the weapons you need to go and attack this league. Use them. That's it. Use them. Yeah, this this Bears fan agrees with you. And you know, I I, I think that's the big reason. I think, man, it would just be a punch in the gut to your fan base, you know, to trade away just to be you know that and that could be tough to go face the fans after that. So I agree. Um, you know, and I, we, man, we, we talk a lot about the prospects. That's, I love that. You know, I, I, that's what I wanted to talk mostly about today and that's what we did. So that's perfect. Well, you know, I think that's good. You know, we can dive into some of the fantasy related news for next week. Um, yeah, we're, I think we'll call it there, everybody. You know, I appreciate everybody joining us. Hopefully you learned something, you know, I, I, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm researching these prospects myself. You know, I, I start, you know, I'm not a huge college football fan. So, you know, I start my research in January and I start watching tape and I start you know reading what smart people are saying. So I'm still forming my opinions as well. So thanks for joining us today while we work through all that stuff. Uh, Justin, what do you got going on this week, my man? Uh, not a whole lot, you know, probably gonna have some articles coming out soon, doing some mock drafts, stuff like that. Uh, really quick when looking at, uh, 
uh, Kayshawn Boutte's uh, draft profile on NFL.com, the very first thing it says is Boutte, pronounced B-O-O-Dash-Capital-T-A-Y. So it's All right, there it is. Boutte! Boutte, like with an explanation point at the end. Boutte! All right, I like it. All right. Well, the T-A is all caps, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's funny know. well everybody uh with I've, i just dropped a, if you would prefer written content i did uh put up a on twsn i put up a uh, combine winners and losers talking about a lot of things i talked about here i uh i also work I'll be starting up a podcast for the fantasy football face-off group i will be writing i'll be doing a bunch of stuff i'd write I'd, i'm working for like five you know five or six different companies i'll be putting out stuff for you and it'll be coming out so with thanks for joining us everybody on this sunday and we will see you again on the next sunday i appreciate y'all joining us have a great day